1: Now a chance for Kiniemi. He'll leave it back just out of the reach of
0: Svechnikov, but Burns will keep it in. His shot, though, can't get through. Blocked out in front. Nietzsche's feathers it for Svechnikov, and a lock. Makes a big save in the first 30 seconds and of this. Right way. down the middle of the ice. Come in, it's Hilo and a big save by Anderson. And Chatfield with it. He'll send it across for DeHaan. Now Jarvis with a one-man forecheck, throwing this one to the front of the net. Now Taravina gets to a new score. Barry Berry, Carolina, takes a 2-1 lead. Now Trocek, he'll get it across for Panarin, he'll score. Artemi Panarin didn't have much room to the glove side, but found enough. And the Rangers, with 2:11 left in the second period, have tied this at two. Oh, an opportunity for Schneider! Save made by Anderson. Rebound, they'll score. As the Rangers get to the rebound, and Vincent Trocheck is haunting his former team here tonight, helping set up the bread man Artemi Panarin. Goal 200. Now 201 on the rebound. Trocheck with two assists and a 3-2 Rangers lead.
1: Welcome to the Cane's Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Cane's Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Cane's Corner Podcast. Adam Gold here, still inside PNC Arena. And the remnants of a 6-2 Rangers win over Carolina for those people who uh, deliciously devour things such as this. Hurricane's seven game winning streak comes to an end to the Rangers. The Hurricane's 11 game winning streak also came to an end at the hands of the Rangers. That was on what, January 3rd in New York. Hurricane's then kind of went on a little bit of a squirrely patch. I think they had just one point out of four games. And then. Kicked into gear again and won seven in a row leading into the all-star break and the week off. So maybe if Carolina goes through a rough patch here for a couple of games, maybe they'll go on a nine-game winning streak and split the difference between seven and 11. Um, Hurricanes were pretty good tonight for two periods. Didn't get enough out of it. We'll talk about it. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There is no place like it. Sammy Han and his crew do a great job. You should check them out if you want to improve your home's appearance on the outside, its energy efficiency, all of that. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it aluminumcompany.com for a free, no obligation estimate. All right, now, to the game. And I think if you heard any of the post-game, you heard Rod Brindamore say this. You heard Jordan Stahl say it. And I think you heard me say it before we heard Jordan Stahl and Rod Brindamore. So just I, I bring that up only to say I thought it was pretty obvious. Carolina was at least as good, probably better than the Rangers in the first period. They were dominant in the second period. And you look at the scoreboard, and it's 2-2. And it's a similar thing that we have seen throughout the course of the season, which is why I have been saying basically since the beginning that the Hurricanes need an a little bit of an injection of Of goal scoring ability. And it's clear that it's not, not enough of it is going to come from within. So they need some help. You need to bring in something from outside the organization. So goals can be scored in greater abundance. Carolina has scored plenty of goals this year. But considering the chances they create. They should score more. And... Tonight is a perfect example of when your goaltender isn't playing so well and you lose a game because basically every chance the other team has ends up as a goal. The Rangers did not generate a ton of good looks on net. They just didn't. They scored six with an expected goals Of just over three. Kick out the empty net goal. They scored five. With an expected goals. Of just over three. The Hurricanes had an expected goals. Of just under four. And scored two. Now is that. Super accurate. I don't know. It's accurate enough. To my eyes. Because that's what I saw. For 40 minutes, Carolina was the better team. But it was 2-2 and not 3-1. And in the third period, first mistake made by Carolina, and we'll explain the mistakes, and it's 3-2 Rangers. And I'm not saying you could have turned your sets off right there because it's a one-shot hockey game. But as it turned out, Carolina really wasn't good in the third period. It was the Rangers' best period. And the Rangers didn't have to do much after that. And they just, I'm not saying they sat back, but they didn't have to be as aggressive on the puck. Carolina just wasn't good in the third period. Carolina's really good in the first two. Didn't get anything out of it. And that is the unfortunate part. And we'll talk about the turning point in the game in just a little bit. So, um, but that's really where this game turned. Carolina had some incredible chances to score early. just to Svechnikov in front. And we're going to start by bringing this up. It was after a couple of other mild chances, but Natchez has the puck. He's basically at the left faceoff dot. And he sees Svechnikov coming in from the right side, flashing towards the top of the crease. He puts the puck perfectly on Svechnikov's stick, and Andre's trying to chip it, whether it's through Yaro Halak or over Yaro Halak, and ultimately it hits Yaro Halak in the Yaro Halak, right in the crotch. You know, he was maybe trying to go five hole. Lower. Just lower. No goal. I bring it up. It was a wonderful play. I bring it up because at some point in 2023, Andres Svechnikov is going to have to score a goal. I know it sounds crazy, right? He makes gets paid $7.75 million a year. He needs to score a goal this calendar year. It's been a while. I think it's December thirtieth. It's sixteen games for Andre. They they can't. They're they're just they cannot get the most out of this team without Andre Svechnikov scoring goals. And tonight the rest of his game wasn't really there either. I thought it was early, very early but he and Natchez were kind of invisible. So for most of the year, those two guys have been great, and whoever was playing in the middle was just trying to keep both of those guys on the road. Tonight, I thought Jesperi Kotkaniemi was really good, but the guys on his flanks weren't. But in the case of, of Andre... I mean, you got to score. He's been on 19 goals forever, forever. And they need it. They need his goal scoring. They needed him, especially in the power play when it was 3-2. Power play relatively late in the third, which was, uh, yeah, exactly. And special teams had been really good for Carolina the last seven or even more than that, but really the last seven games. Carolina's power play had scored five times in the last 10 tries. That was in a four-game stretch. They had a couple of power play goals a few games before that. So the power play had started to become good, or at least scoring. I don't know if it's ever been good, and I don't know if it ever will be good with the current makeup of the team and we'll, this will get us into another part of the discussion a little bit later on. But the power play just kind of was flat. I like Brady Shea offensively. I really don't like Brady Shea on the power play. Nothing happens quickly, quicker, quickly enough. Was that English? Nothing happens quickly enough on the power play for me. And that goes also with Brent Burns on the point. So, uh, to me, that's one thing that Carolina needs to address is how to make this power play workable. This is the way it's, I think the organization believes playoff success will be built on goaltending and power play. I don't have great, warm, fuzzy feelings about that, then. If that's what the organization believes will lead to playoff success, I don't like their power play. And their goaltending, I think Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta are really good to get you through the regular season. I don't think, I'm, look, I don't want to be a hot take artist here. Um Freddie has, for the most part, been really good. He wasn't... I, I didn't think he was... I didn't think he was bad tonight, but he also didn't make any saves tonight. Didn't make any, any of those big saves. We did hear one. You know, he had a couple of good saves early. The save on Philip Heedle was a dynamite save. He had a couple of really good saves in the first period. That was his best period. But the, uh, the Panarin goal was... Eh, it's not a bad goal, but... It was saveable, and he didn't save it. The goal that made it 3-2, I don't know if I'm going to bang uh, Freddie on that one. It was a big rebound, but it was a good shot, low shot. It was a shot really maybe to get a rebound. But he didn't stop Panarin on the 4-2 goal, and that was the goal that ended the game. You know, if you make that save, then Carolina's still a one-shot hockey game. Carolina's got some hope. That in the last three and a half minutes you can, you know, pull your goaltender and get one, but that's not what happened anyway. So, I mean, I've I've said this before, so this is nothing uh, brand new. I wouldn't be surprised if Pyotr Kachetkov ended up playing in the postseason. Now, I don't think Kachetkov is necessarily. Shesterkin, Sorokin, Vasilevsky. But I think Kachetkov gives you a little bit of a higher end. And maybe it won't matter at all. Maybe all they need is solid in the postseason if Carolina addresses a couple of other issues power play and more scoring, more actual five on five goal scoring. So, but that's for another, uh, maybe another podcast, another time. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Jeff Monsine, who used to be the owner-operator of the aluminum company of North Carolina. His dad was as well. Sammy Hanna is now in charge. Let's talk about windows, or are they winders? I like to say winders because You winders, look like a winder guy. Yeah. But if you're thinking about custom-made windows, bay and bow windows, garden windows, double hung, sliders, all the windows are insulated, super energy efficient, tilt-in for cleaning. Give the aluminum company a call. One of the great salesmen will come out, give you a free no-obligation estimate. Ryan can tell you a little bit more. Can I talk to one of the great salesmen? Yeah, talk to him. I have Ryan Monsine here. You know him. Do you have a favorite window? We do. My favorite's the double-hung window. Like Jeff said, it tilts in, easy to clean, and it's Energy Star rated, which means it's going to make your home a lot more airtight, a lot more energy efficient, too. Very good. I like airtight. I like energy efficient, and I like the fact that you called your dad, Jeff. Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. 800-672-4348 800-672-4348 at AluminumCompany.com Turning point for me Carolina trails after one even though I thought they were the better team albeit just slightly in the first period Second period, utter dominance Carolina's all over the place They got to every loose puck They were creating chances Finally Tevo um uh, Really, to me, this was a, a Seth Jarvis forechecking shift Sebastian Aho also hounding pucks. And the puck comes loose, and here's how the end of it sounded. Now Jarvis with a one-man forecheck, throwing this one to the front of the net. Now Carolina gets a new score!
0: Follow the bouncing puck, and Carolina ties it at one.
1: See, this could have easily been assists for Aho and um, Jarvis. Initially, they did give Aho and Jarvis assists on the play. Because I don't think the Rangers actually had possession of the puck. But they did knock the puck, you know, towards the corner. That's where Taravainen picked it up. And he just kind of circled. And then thought, huh, Keandre Miller's in front. Maybe if uh, if I just shoot it, it'll hit him and go in. And that's exactly what happened. So, Taravainen's sixth of the year. Officially, it is unassisted. There goes Ajo's point streak. He had goals in six straight. Points at 11 of 12. So uh, the goal streak is over. And the point streak is over. But Taravainen scores. Then, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, after Andrei Svechnikov collected a loose puck, got it to Calvin DeHaan. DeHaan shot it from a sharp angle. It didn't even get all the way to the goaltender. It didn't get to a lock. Looked like it bounced off a defenseman in front. Kotkaniemi picks up the loose puck. He shoots. Saved by Halak. But then, rebound, backhand, uh, banged it in, Kokaniemi, Carolina leads 2-1, and Carolina was feeling it. They were much better at that point. And then, the really bad mistake. A little over two minutes left in the period. Brett Pesci skating the puck up the right side. Happened right in front of me here, on the right side of the ice. He is probably in between the face-off dot and the top of the circle, and he passes it up. And I don't I don't know if he's passing it to Brady Shea or Shea just kind of got in the way, but it goes off Shea's stick right to Jimmy Vesey, who gives it to Vincent Trocek in the middle of the ice right by the offensive blue line. And he just laid it off for Artemi Panarin, who's wide open. And just below the top of the right face-off circle, he let it go. And that was that. Now Trocek. He'll get it across for Panarin. He'll score. Artemi Panarin
0: didn't have much room to the glove side, but found enough. And the Rangers, with 2:11 left in the second period, have tied this at two.
1: Yeah, it was an unfortunate turnover because what that did, it sent this game to the locker room, to the third period, 2-2. And these are the types of moments that change the game. I'll take you back to a playoff game last year in Boston, game three. Carolina got off to a good start, had a one I think it was a one-nothing lead. And we're absolutely killing the Bruins. Still in the first period. And you make a mistake on the power play, it goes the other way. Charlie Coyle scores shorthanded. And all of a sudden, Boston goes from They are kicking our rear ends to, hey, we're right here. We all know what happened after that. Hurricanes needed seven games to dispatch a team that, at that moment, Carolina was significantly better than. But because they allowed life, and that's sometimes all you need in sports, allow the other team life. Carolina ends up being in a dogfight. They did this, a similar thing with Nashville in the playoffs a couple of year, two years ago. And they were better than Nashville, but they got the man. All of a sudden, you gave Nashville some, uh, some life. What, they lose a double overtime game after having plenty of chances to win it? And there you go. So the Hurricanes didn't get enough out of it. All of a sudden, a late goal, mistake, turnover, boom is 2-2. Third period starts. Brett Pesci. Mm. On his stick in the corner, not pressured. Pass out. Knocked down by Trocek. Trocheck gets it across to Braden Schneider, who shot easily detected by Anderson with the pad. Knocked it to the other side. But on the other side was Artemi Panarin and an opportunity for Schneider's
0: made by Anderson. Rebound, they'll score. As the Rangers get to the rebound, and Vincent Trocek is haunting his former team here tonight, helping set up the Brett man, Artemi Panarin. Goal 200, now 201 on the rebound. Trocheck
1: with two assists and a 3-2 Rangers lead. The rare off night for Pesci and Shea. They were a minus four tonight. And they really took turns uh making mistakes tonight. It was just no good from that duo tonight. And it happens. Those guys have been awesome. Awesome all year long. They were not awesome tonight. It was not it was not a typical Brett Pesci, Brady Shea evening, at least in terms of not making mistakes. I thought there was a lot of good that both guys did. But when your mistakes end up behind your goalie, because I think we'll be fair The goalie also didn't play well. Everything gets magnified. And to me, the goal that made it 2-2 was the beginning of the end for Carolina. They go into the third period up 2-1. Different feel. Totally different feel. But that's not the way it worked out. Uh, And you had a tough night from Shea and Pesci. And therein lies the ultimate problem. So... Hurricanes uh, lose. They lose ground to the Rangers. The New Jersey Devils have been on one as well. They are uh, in a 2-2 overtime situation in Minnesota. Uh, They just started the overtime. Uh, If the Devils win, the Devils will be two points behind Carolina, and each will have played 52 games. And this is the stretch that Carolina's in right now. First of all, before we continue uh, this part of the conversation, I'm not using this as an excuse. Simply put, this is an explanation for why Carolina might not have been so great tonight in terms of the fine details. But coming out of the break, nine days between games, you're bound you're you're bound to be a little bit on the rusty side of the of finishing, of uh really clicking on all cylinders, although through two periods, I don't think that was the I don't think that was the case at all. The third period was a mess. Just an absolute mess of mistakes. And the Rangers having played three times already, they played, I was it Tuesday Wednesday, Friday, and they had two back-to-backs in this week. I think I think that was it. This was, I think this was their fourth game. So regardless, you know the travel isn't that isn't that daunting. These guys are in phenomenal condition, so it's that's why I, I completely discounted. Well, Boston's playing their third game in four nights. Yeah, so. The Hurricanes have done that a lot of times. In situations where the Hurricanes have played three games and four nights and games 2 and 3 of that stretch are in days 3 and 4. The Hurricanes were 6 and 0 or 7 and 0 in game number 3. So it ain't as big a deal as you think it is. Carolina was better than Boston. They were, frankly, better than Boston twice this year. They lost in overtime in one game. They were better than Boston and got what they deserved. And here tonight in the third period, the Rangers were the better team and based on what they did in the third period, got what they deserved. So it does these three games and four nights excuses don't work for me. They never have. They never will. But the Hurricanes really lost this game, I thought, at the end of the second period. That, to me, was the difference in the game. So, power play has to be better. We know that. Uh, Can't really complain about the penalty kill. Penalty kill, I mean, if Jordan Martinuk gets the puck out of the way, it's no goal. But he did not. I had a little bit of a problem with the penalty. I could be wrong here because I didn't get a bunch. Uh, I didn't see a ton of replays on it. But the interference call on Jalen Chatfield, it looked to me like he was defending a player who could be in the play. And I just didn't see that as interference. But, I mean, the puck was about coming. I think the puck was caroming off the boards, and it was coming back towards him. When Chatfield tied him up, but they called that interference, whatever. Uh, It was really a good play by um, the Rangers in the corner that created the extra opportunity anyway. So uh, whether it's a penalty on Chatfield or not, the Rangers' hard work earned that power play and the power play goal ensued. So that was the first goal. The second and third goals for the Rangers, uh, both by Panarin, were both turnovers by Carolina, both mistakes by Carolina. The fourth goal, the Panarin goal that won the hat-trick goal. The, um, Sebastian Al has the puck deep into the Rangers zone. Keandre Miller uh, bodies him, spins him around. The puck flies up toward the blue line. Panarin picks it up there and goes the other way. I think it was uh, Jarvis tried to get back but couldn't. And Anderson couldn't make the save on that. fifth goal was the empty net goal. The sixth goal, frankly, I don't remember the sixth goal. I just know that Panarin scored it. So by that time, the game was over. It was already 5-2, so 6-2 was the final. And there you go. Carolina goes to Washington on Tuesday. Back here against Montreal in the Cam Ward, goes into the Hurricanes Hall of Fame game on Thursday. Hootie and the Blowfish will be here Friday. Are you going? Are you going? Yes, I'm going. Saturday's that outdoor hockey game. I don't know if you've heard about it. And then on uh, Sunday, we got Carolina and State here at PNC Arena. That has nothing to do with hockey, but I mentioned the concert, so why not mention the hockey game, the, uh, the basketball game? And then uh, Sunday... The alumni game over at PNC Arena, over at uh, Carter-Fidley Stadium, and State Carolina club hockey. How cool is that? Anyway, we're done. Devils and Wild are going to a shootout. I no longer care. Uh, All right, so uh, that'll do it for us. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham, no place like it. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Check them out online. AluminumCompany.com until Tuesday night when the Canes take on the Capitals. I'm Adam. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Hey, I want to drive me. Yes, I do. The Cane's Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.
0: Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.